Reactivators, the podcast where we review video games from inside video games. The Reactivator is a magical device that allows us to travel into the world of any video game. Every week on the podcast, we bring a guest into the Reactivator to give them an opportunity to see one of their favorite video games from a new perspective and maybe meet some characters along the way. To clarify the title of the show, my co-host, myself, and our guest are Reactivators. We react to the games we invade. We are Reactivators. I'm your host, Mr. Triple A, the Cod King, Nick Costanza. Joining me, as always, my fearless co-host, Baby Tyler Schnub. Baby Tyler, What's up, bud? how's games? Games are good. I'm I'm playing. Uh, oh, oh, what is it? Um, <laughs> strikers, Persona Five Strikers. So I'm okay. hanging out with my old high school pals. Right. I heard. In Persona 5, Strikers, there's a creepy high school gym teacher. Is that right? That's the first one. And that's, I only, I only played maybe 10 hours of the first Persona 5. And I, I, I didn't get very far because apparently that game is 100 hours long. But yeah, that's the Whoa. first boss out of maybe <laughs> t- six or seven I found out. So. This one is much more up my alley because it's just running around beating each other up Dynasty Warrior style. But Oh, okay. I see how that's different. Yes. Um, it's, um, and, you know, th- they are fighting abusers, which is, you know, that, that hasn't changed. Um, but, you know, it's a little, little more lighthearted, it seems. Yeah. Well, um, always good to fight abusers, I say. <laughs> yeah. Well, housecapes for you. Are you okay? Games are good, uh, you know, sort of on a theme for this episode. I started replaying StarCraft II. Okay. I I have mixed feelings on StarCraft II. I'm a huge StarCraft fan. I'll, I'll save it for our episode eventually. But um, I was playing co-op with my buddy Patrick, and that's very fun. It's not against other people. You just do these missions. Uh, we kept playing them on hard by mistake, and it was too hard. Um but I also, a little walk down memory lane, I found this. It's a... Okay, he's holding it, up a Funko Pop. It's a Kerrigan Funko Pop. She's the main antagonist from the games. I'm not a Funko guy. Um, I don't want anybody to judge me for that. Um, okay. I got this Funko um, on a lift ride. <laughs> I, that I you were a, taking? I was a Lyft driver, and I picked up a YouTube star um, who I don't want to name because she still exists and is not great, but I probably shouldn't have gendered her, uh, them either. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. But on this ride, it was my most lucrative Lyft ride. I ended up uh, helping this person move out. She gave me a couch, which I still have in my living room, and then afterwards told me, oh, yeah, and I'm a toy unboxer on youtube and just let me take what i wanted of these funkos i got like a metal darth vader one and some futurama ones in the kerrigan it was wild well (laughs) sounds like you are a funko guy (laughs) well uh our guest this is the perfect time to introduce him uh we have a fantastic guest today you know him as a writer from earth to ned on disney plus and from the podcasts how did this get played and the Doughboys. Nick Weiger, welcome to the show. Hi. Nick. Hello. Thank you for being here. How's games? Oh, man. 
ex- I, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here and talk Funko. Uh, but yes, games <laughs> with Funko stanza. Uh, oh, the games whoa. are. <laughs> I like that. Uh, he's Game... given me the nickname Baby Tyler, and I truly hate it. Uh, so wow, that, that'll be a good nickname for you for him now. Well, yeah, I don't you get love a Perry. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't love Funko stanza. I said I'm not a Funko guy, so right. Uh, Seems like you are. Yeah. <laughs> Describing multiple fungos you own. Um, I I, I game how to answer your question. How are games? Games are good. So I'll I'll talk about two I've been playing lately. One is the uh, PlayStation 4 game God of War, which has gotten a a patch and upgrade on PlayStation 5, which I am very, very fortunate to have in my possession. Mm -hmm. I don't know if either of you guys have PS5s. Any PS5 owners? No, we'll allow nope. it this time, but we have previously banned <laughs> PS5 talk. Oh boy, I'm sorry. Well, I'm playing. It's a PS4 game. I'm playing on PS5, so okay. I feel maybe that's a gray area. Yeah, it's it, that's You're where good. we'll let it slide. Uh, but I I played God of War originally when it came out, and I kind of bounced off of it just because it was a little too bleak for where I was at the time. I was like, I just don't want to play this like game about loss and just where everyone's sad and angry at each other so i was just like i just wanted something a little bit more lighthearted, even though i could tell it was well crafted then i came back to it uh and because uh, i always wanted to play it everyone i i know i've heard of who has taste uh and and has played it is like this is this game's awesome and i'm playing it and it is indeed awesome it's it's so polished just a pristinely polished game um the combats are really good uh the uh just the production values are extremely high it's it's a very very impressive uh piece of software are either you guys played god of war the, I, the recent one yeah i played it at the beginning of quarantine and i loved it it was the first game i got on ps4 we had our friend uh our all of our mutual friend matt apodaca on to play it on oh show. wow yeah yes yeah, yeah. Apodaca so and I have good. talked about it a little bit. It's, 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 and honestly, his his replaying it is partly what motivated me to get back into it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's just really well done. It is it, even though that's kind of got that overwrought sort of story. It's like, well, this is that's what God of War does. So it's it's delivering uh, on on your expectations. The other game I've been playing, and this one we're playing on an upcoming or perhaps already out episode of How Did This Get Played, depending on when this particular episode releases. But is a visual novel, a visual novel called Coffee Talk, which is basically you are a barista uh, in an alternate reality Seattle where you're serving like elves and orcs uh, and dwarves, all these uh, these high fantasy races, except they all live in like a version of 2020 Seattle without COVID, obviously, where they like work at tech companies and, you know, um, have blogs. So it's it's really like it's it's just a kind of an odd sort of world that they've built. But it's just such a great aesthetic. Like the art's really good. The sound design's really good. The music's really good. And I very, very recently got into streaming on the Doughboys uh, Twitch channel, which we have now. And I streamed this game a little bit. And it was just like it was just like the most chill experience because it's got this kind of like chill wave synth music. I don't know exactly what the subgenre is, but kind of playing and and it's just like very slow paced and the story is very low stakes and I was playing it with the channel and having the and and, and chat was telling me what drinks to make for all the the, the customers and it was just like such like a like a for something that can be very tense sometimes streaming a game. This was like such a relaxing experience I feel like for me and hopefully everyone that was watching. But I really liked it. Apparently it's somewhat derivative of another game that I haven't played 
uh, uh, Valhalla. I think it's called the style is like VA11 Hall A, uh, which is a cyberpunk bartending game. So similarly, sort of like this very high concept, uh, you know, a service worker game. But I, and I'm I'm eager to play that now. But on its own, I, I feel like Coffee Talk is is it's just like it's super fun if you're looking for a game that's just gonna relax the shit out of you. Is that it a cool. newer game? It came out in 2019, I believe. Okay. Yeah, pretty new. Interesting. Yeah, Nick and I both both did some time in Seattle. We did. Uh, overall. Wow. I would be uh, – I'm interested in this now. I did not know uh, anything about this game before. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, tech, of course, uh, destroyed Seattle, but uh, as we right. know today. <laughs> and one could say uh, the entire West Coast. It's true. One could argue. Yeah. It is true. But it's, it's cute if there's the trolls, it sounds. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I keep stepping on you. Um, you know, Tyler and I, we do have a Seattle connection. We also have a connection to my hometown, Federal Way, Washington. Nick might mm. like this. We bonded early on right. over the fact that we both used to visit the same Del Taco. Wow. Yeah. Independently of each other. We didn't know each other for years after that. There's, there's Ships only... passing in the night. Mm-hmm. Chips passing in the night. That's right. <laughs> Chips uh, like there's... fries because they serve fries there. Exactly. Yes. That's what I. That's what I meant. I meant ch- in the British sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, because there's only one Del Taco really in Washington, in Western Washington, which is where most people live, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, the, okay. the coastal right uh, area there, and yeah. So uh, we Nick and I bonded over. <laughs> Going to Del Taco because I love it just from because uh, I'm from out here originally. Yes, and uh, uh, but Nick's Nick's no no, uh, no other life without Del Taco. He was so close to that thing. That's true. Wow, I, that's yeah. I mean, it's uh, it was definitely growing up. We were a Del Taco family, not a Taco Bell family. Although we ha- I, we we'd mix in some Taco Bell. I I got Del Taco yesterday. That's it's still just like I'm not even eating. I'm I'm in in 2021. I kind of had New Year's resolution to not eat any meat this year, um, mm-hmm. and just sort of see how it goes. But Del Taco is a spot I can still go to and get like you know obviously they get the Beyond Tacos now, but they also have like the veggie burritos, the bean and cheese burritos, the fries, which are fantastic. They have a lot of different options I can get. A, a quesadilla. What are your guys's go tos uh, for Del, your Del Taco orders? Okay, Tyler. I go chicken soft tacos always. I'll do generally yes. two. I'll do a double Del cheeseburger if I'm feeling. Yes. That's like that's mm. like a birthday meal. I will get that every <laughs> birthday. Wow. Um, but uh, um, if I'm not doing that, I'll do the. Uh, I enjoy the veggie burrito. I like the veggie burrito a lot, paired with some fries. If I'm, um, I don't usually get fries at fast food places, but I do a Del Taco. Wow. Yeah, the the crinkle cut I think are really really good, and you know you have you go to like Shake Shack and they got the crinkle cut fries, but it's like but Del Taco's had that forever, and they're basically just as good because they're just still frozen uh, frozen out of a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I the 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 chicken soft tacos my my high school friend Brandon introduced them to me. Actually, like I saw him order them, and then I just wanted to order them because I saw him get them, and then I got them, and I, that was my staple for years. Kind of fell out of my rotation, not just because of the meat abstinence. That double dal cheeseburger though is so good. That's fine. It's it's right. like a really really underrated fast food burger. I think because it comes from a Mexican place. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Agreed. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a fish taco guy. 
Mm. And it was my high school friend, Coleman, who introduced me. He would call me up at 11 at night and say, hey, do you want to go get Del Taco? And we would drive over there and eat it in the parking lot. And I remember his order more than mine. I would always get two, and he would get two, and then a root beer, large root beer with no ice. So it was just all mm. root beer, um, which I can't eat and stay thin no. or drink. Um, you ever do – remember when they used to put the – I don't know if they still do. If you get a macho fry, they put it in the cups, like the soda cups. Yeah, yeah. The they did hole. that for a while. I don't know if they – yeah, I don't know if they still do it. I, it's too much fries for me now. I, uh, large is where I'll, I'll tap out. Also, for a long time, uh, and and my wife loves Del Taco, too, but we would always get, like, the deluxe chili cheddar fries. Those are good. So you're getting yeah. a bunch of fries, but just in, 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 like, a box with a bunch of toppings. I mean, we know what chili fries are. Uh, but <laughs> the – I am – I, am, I, I want to go back to what Nick said about the root beer with no ice. So for a while, I thought I was beating the system at fast food restaurants because I would get no ice with my with my soft drink. I was like, I'm getting all drink. You know, I thought like I'd like figured out a hustle. And then I ultimately was like, I like I what am I doing? I like <laughs> ice. Why? Why am I getting myself more soda at a less at, like it's going to be kind of like closer to room temp? Like I'd rather have the ice cold soda and just have a little yeah. bit less soda. And I have plenty of soda anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I kind of beat myself up uh, when I think back on that. It's just very dumb. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up. All right, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have one food question for you. I'm wondering if you ever snack in game. Great question. Um, the sh- short answer, no. I have a, I like, I, I am really. I, it, it will usually be I'll pause my session, pause whatever I'm doing, have a little snack, and then return. I, I usually find like I don't like to idly munch while I'm doing something else because I just then I just eat an entire bag of pistachios. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of have to restrain myself from that practice. That said, and I'll I'll give this tip, and I I'm I anytime I said it, I'm surprised by how many people haven't already heard this. Uh, and sometimes I'll just be doing it in public, and people will be like, "Oh, how about that?" <laughs> if you want to eat yourself a chip. That's got some dust on it, and I'm specifically thinking of Cheetos or, che- or cheese puffs because that's usually what it is for me. But you don't want to uh, get dust all over your mouse and keyboard, or your phone, or your your controller, whatever you're using for gaming. Get some chopsticks and eat that with chopsticks. It's a lot of okay. fun. Oh, that's a great hack. That's good. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, I'm into that. I've been eating Zaps chips lately, and they're they're getting Ooh. too greasy. The chip yeah. of New Orleans. Yeah, they got them at the corner store by my place. What flavor do you go with? Um, they usually only have the Voodoo ones. Yes, um, mm-hmm. which are very good. But then they had they they just started having the um, can't remember what they're called, but they're essentially just hot. They're just like it's just red dust on them, but not yes. not a whole lot. It's pretty good. I like yeah, I've, I've had I've liked uh, all of the zaps that I've had. I mean, yeah. I think people people know the Voodoo Heat most commonly, mm-hmm. but I even like their milder ones. I think are good. I, I, am I miss? Am I thinking it's not a jalapeno the one you're describing? But they might have a jalapeno that I think I've had. Right. Yeah. This it's not this one isn't the jalapeno one. I had the bag in here just recently. Um, or I wish I wish I had the name of it off the top. But yeah, just red. Look it up. <laughs> um. Well, moving to video game talk a little bit, I wanted to ask you, Nick, because I'm currently working a lame customer service job. Probably shouldn't call it lame. (laughs) Um, Tyler worked one recently. We know you worked for a video game company or companies and didn't have a great experience, right? 
Yeah, I mean, if we're from a customer service standpoint, the uh, the one I I worked a phone support at Activision, mm-hmm. so that was my entry level video game job, and then I did game testing for a bit, and then eventually shifted over to uh to game design. I was for- very fortunate to have that opportunity, but the. When I was, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm for being semi-distracted. I looked up the Zaps chip varietals. Okay. Uh, Beyond the Voodoo Heat, spicy Cajun craw taters, possibly Whoa. the spicy one you're talking about. No, they've got I've regular flavor. Hotter and hot jalapeno. They do have a jalapeno that comes in an orange bag. The green bag is the Cajun dill gator taters. Yeah, I've had. And those. then they also have an evil eye, which is maybe a hotter. That's voodoo. It. It's evil. The eye. evil eye. Yeah, I got it. Okay, I haven't it also had that one. Very punk. Yeah, it looks badass. Mm-hmm. I don't get any sense of the flavor from that name. No, yeah, me neither. That's what it's like. It's hard to describe. It's like just red, I suppose. It's <laughs> like there's just a light dusting of red. <laughs> just makes you feel judged. <laughs> um, I think so. I, when I worked a customer support job, which was the fo- the, I mean, I also worked at a bookstore, so I had a, another customer service job where I was directly face to face with customers but working with them over the phone I, I i don't i mean people are just like free to feel free to be such like assholes over the phone and yep. that was the part where i'm kind of a cooler my disposition anyway like i kind of just sort of put people to sleep in my interactions so that was useful for that but just a lot of times it just be like a, an angry dad and they're mad at really their own mistake because they bought the wrong thing and it's not working and they're just like they want you to fix their fix their issue and I was just like I don't I don't know what to to tell you I'm like I'm just like I, all I can kind of do is just kind of apologize and calm people down and then eventually I guess you know, about basically, we just kind of had like a, a tree in terms of what we were supposed to say to somebody. You know, we're kind of working our way through a tree that I'm that you semi memorize over time. Um, but uh, some people were just so pissed off, they really just wanted someone to yell at. Yeah. And then also, and I'm curious about your guys's takes, but in that position, I was working at Activision, but I wasn't working for Activision. It's like every job now where it's like, you don't actually, you're not employed by the place you're working for. You're That's subcontracted out to somebody who hires a bunch of customer support people. So you were really like the heat shield uh, for like everyone's like frustrations with this big corporation. And you're not even a part of it. You're just, you're like recruited. You're like a, a fucking um, mercenary recruited from outside. <laughs> To be, to be on the front lines and just just take this hail of gunfire uh, from these people who are incensed at this corporation that you also like don't work for and don't even like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what it is for me right now. I work for a baby product company. That's about as specific mm. as I could be. Um, but yeah, I've for one thing, I've had those angry dads for sure. And yeah. I, I get more calls from women, I would say, but when it's a man, I usually prickle slightly, like, uh-oh, right. here we go. I had somebody uh, recently, uh, he was in the wrong, of course, and <laughs> I had to send him an email, and he was like, I'm not waiting on hold, send it to me right now, and I'll tell you when I get it. So we sat there in silence. I made a comment like, uh, you know, it can take up to 10 minutes for the emails to come. And he said, no, it can't. Emails are instantaneous. I'm going to get it right now. And then just <laughs> under his breath so I could hear it, he went, you like lying to people, don't you? You're a liar. Jesus. <laughs> just trying to bait me into a fight. That's pretty funny. And then he hung um, up. 
Me, of course, I'm a government leech at the moment. Uh, <laughs> haven't uh, haven't worked in a year. It's felt pretty good. So this this actually leads into my uh, segment, if that's okay. Yeah, hit us with it. Okay, and and for the listeners out there, I know I've been doing this segment quite a bit lately. I'm doing some more later. In, in the coming weeks, I got some new ones. This one is, of course, called <clears throat> this one's called hates off to you. Uh, this is where I talk about uh, I have I've been a bit of a hater on this show uh, in the past. And instead of uh, shy away from it, I will be leaning all the way in. And uh, so this week, my hate goes off to Hitman 3. Uh, I played only the demo of this game. I did not buy the whole thing. Uh, but the first level, you immediately have to murder a dock worker and uh, you sort of snap his neck, and there's the biggest pool of blood I've ever seen, and then you hide his body in a locker. After that, uh, you sneak onto a boat, and then you have to murder a a man working in a kitchen by himself with a wrench to the face, and then hide him in a freezer. This game is anti-working class. Shame on you, Hitman. (laughs) Shame on you, Hitman. Wow. Yeah. He, this poor cook, there's never been a wrench like this in a, any kitchen I've ever worked in. It was so big and orange, and you have to chuck it in his face. It's like, it took takes him out. I'm still stuck on a pool of blood from a neck snap. Yeah, me too. It's the biggest pool of blood I've ever seen. And like, a, you know, uh, it, as far as game-wise for a... Uh, you know, for for an act that small, right? So big. I mean, is it possible that you know you mentioned he's a dock worker? Mm-hmm. Did he like have like a bunch of? Do you have like his lunch stuffed in his pockets? Like he mm-hmm. had like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and like <laughs> a high C in a in a box. Right. Maybe that's what was. He if he did, he must have had like six of these lunches prepared in his mm. in his coat because this was so big well it's a blue collar job you know you burn a lot of calories yeah moving those big hard. containers around so right um and then the, the issue still is he is murdering the working class uh, yeah <laughs> i think it was a lot of raspberry jelly that's probably it yeah <clears throat> Just so Classic everybody knows. Dock worker lunch. Mm-hmm. I stand uh, uh, Workers United. Of course, I stand with the workers here. And <laughs> um, Well, that leads into my next segment. It's time for Costanza's Call of Duty Quarter. The more things change, the more they stay the same. 50,000 people used to live here. Now it's a ghost town. The numbers, Mason. You moppet. Revenge is like a ghost. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Costanza's Call of Duty Corner, where I talk about all things COD. Nick's face was uh, was pretty good. It's like your entire SNL character reel in like 15 <laughs> seconds. Uh, well, I'm playing through the Call of Duty Cold War campaign, and I keep finding myself asking, what's the point? You know, a mm. Vietnam sequence is in the last game. Stock characters in all the games. Ronald Reagan... Why? <laughs> He's in so much of it, too. That's you know, ridiculous. Sorry, go on. I'm so sick of fucking Reagan. I, I had to see him in fucking Wonder Woman, too. I was like, I had fucking like Reagan? Reagan's, like, doing something heroic here? Yeah. Fuck Reagan. Mr. Gorbachev, 
Unnerf this infrared scope. (laughs) (laughs) You played it? (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) Yeah. You know, not every game needs to be high art, but at the very least, the first Call of Duty Black Ops, which this is a sequel to, ignoring the game Black Ops 2, it was a game about war from the perspective of a mentally disturbed veteran. That's something. This game feels like a rehash and an excuse to set missions in familiar locales. And frankly, there is a Vietnam War sequence that gave me Tropic Thunder vibes. I was laughing during it. Uh, The modern warfare campaigns have been compared to Michael Bay movies, another sect of Call of Duty games. But this was like parodying a parody or trying to it's like they saw the parody and then tried to make a straight version of it. Right. The first game had Sam Worthington, Ed Harris, and Gary Oldman. They didn't bring back any of the voice talent. It's all people trying to sound like them and failing. Um, And it just feels like a worse version of the old ones, which are not even that good. It just feels like the RoboCop 3 of Call of Duties. That's a bummer. Um, So you play the single-player campaigns? That's what you're – or do you play online? I play both. Uh, Okay. It was a ritual for me for a long time where I wouldn't let myself play multiplayer until I sat down and played single player all the way through. Because once I play that multiplayer, it's addictive to the level that I'm not going to stop. So I got to see the story, see the work they put in or didn't put in, and then play it. Yeah. Um, So I gave it a 5 out of 10. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, I've I've had some beefs with Call of Duty this week. I, I hate to say it. Um... They have this thing called the Battle Pass on Warzone. It's a thousand COD points. And if you play the regular Battle Pass, you know, lots and lots of hours, maybe a day's worth of playtime to beat this thing, you get just enough points to buy the next one. Well, now they flip the buttons. So you press X to select one, and it's the 2400 point Battle Pass. That's $24. And it doesn't give you that second button that's like, are you sure you want to confirm the purchase? No, it just charged me an extra fourteen dollars. So, oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Nick, do you that's play- also I feel like the currency that we're going to be getting paid in within the decade. COD points. Yeah, yeah I got my check in COD points. <laughs> can I can I buy groceries with this? Mm-hmm. Truly a sign of the end times. Yeah, uh, Nick, do you play any first person shooters? Um, I have played first person shooters. I don't I I mean there are two limiting factors. One is that I do get a little motion sick from first person shooters in, in general. Uh the other thing is that I really have never adapted to twin stick FPS controls. So mm. I got to do mouse and keyboard and I have a decent PC uh rig these days, but it is a limiting factor to like make sure you have the hardware powerful enough to run whatever to be equivalent to whatever the current-gen consoles are. That said, I mean, I do have some FPSs I've really enjoyed. I mean, I love the Half-Life series. Huge Half-Life yeah. fan. I think just because the world-building and the storytelling is so good, and also the weapon design, I think it's just so, so cool that despite being a genre I haven't really responded to, those ones, like, are... They're so good that I that I'm... Uh, that I appreciate them despite that. Also, the, the, the newer Wolfensteins. Oh, yeah. Um... 
uh, particularly the new Colossus I really responded to. And then, you know, not an FPS, but I played, I put like 60 hours into Cyberpunk. I really, like, it's it's a mess. It's a disaster. <laughs> but it's like a fascinating game with like a lot of charm and some really cool narrative design and some, uh, you know, just just like some, some nothing super creative, but just like some really a, a lot of ambition behind it. So I, I, I know I know that's not that's a not not quite an FPS, but I I definitely really responded to that one as well. Uh, and Cyberpunk, the PS5 version's not out yet, right? Excuse me, Nick. <laughs> I just want to confirm you're playing PS4. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, actually, I was, I was playing on PC. Oh, okay. Not on PS5. <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, yeah, so it's a mess, but you kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, this isn't a great, this isn't a perfect comparison, but, like, a movie like Cloud Atlas is just so, like, Cloud Atlas, like, is not good, but it's so ambitious, and it's got some moments of just, like, pure imagination and just, like, visual, like, uh, you know, a wonder like just just mastery that is just that I appreciate it on its own terms, um, and, and that's ha- kind of how I felt about Cyberpunk. I also feel like Cyberpunk might legitimately be like really good in like eighteen months after it gets some patches and DLC because it's clearly just not done. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait to play it. I've been considering. It's a good it. move. Best yeah. Buy had it for thirty dollars. <laughs> uh, it still felt too high. Yeah, I mean you're bit you're paying to be a, a kind of a, a beta tester. It feels like it's not it's not done. It's definitely not done. It should be an early access. That's what it feels like. Um, well, Nick, I wanted to mention sort of in the same vein, uh, you worked on some movie adaptation video games. That's right. And I know you, I believe you've worked on Fantastic Four two. I worked on both Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, which were the first two Fantastic Four movies, big budget Fantastic Four movies that Fox attempted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they rebooted it again, and that one uh, was like a, a box office failure, whereas the first two, I think, were moderately successful. So, yeah, I, I worked on those adaptations like 2000, mid-late mid, mid 2000s, I feel like, 2005, 2008, somewhere in that range. How much did you work on those games? Uh, fan- I mean, the first two Fantastic Four games and uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean game, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the Cur- uh, the Legend of Jack Sparrow, I worked on a ton. I was like there for like the bulk of development on all of those games for the entire development cycle on Pirates of the Caribbean and, and Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. So, yeah, that was like a- that was a. I mean, I, I'm sure you guys are aware of the, the labor conditions within the video game industry. Yeah. That was like. 10, 12-hour days for, you know, uh, for years working on those pieces of shit. So, um, Crap. Uh, it's, uh, it's yeah, it, it, was a, it was a substantial chunk of my life. Were you ever able to sit down and play those games for fun? Not really, because so much of your, jo- your job, I, I was a designer, and so much of the workflow of design is kind of, you know, uh, making tweaks, playing the game, making more tweaks. You know, if you're designing a level or something like that, you got to play through that level over and over again to sort of see where things need to be adjusted, where things need to be rebalanced, where, uh, you know, early bugs are that you can catch. There's just a lot of stuff you need to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I 
I was actually not even playing games that much in general while I was working in the video game industry because I just had I, I was going to work and I had a PlayStation controller and an Xbox controller and a, and a, and a Wii uh, development kit on my desk. You know, and so I'm just like, I have this workplace association with these things, and I didn't want to come home from work and decompress by holding a PlayStation 2 controller in my hands for another couple hours. Kind of took the magic out of it. 100%. And then when I got some distance from working in the video game industry, I, I went back, uh, you know, got back on the horse and was, was fully back into it. Let me tell you, I don't see the magic in diapers anymore. Oh, Nick, you have to see the magic in diapers. Uh, I don't don't know. Maybe it'll come Uh, Come along. I'll show you the way. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's a perfect way to segue into our game of the week. Diablo 2 is a hack-and-slash role-playing game developed by Blizzard North and published by Blizzard Entertainment. Set in the fictional kingdom of Conduras... Diablo 2 follows the adventures of a hero or heroes as they attempt to vanquish the titular Diablo, the Lord of Terror, before he lays waste to the world with his army of demon minions. In action RPG, Diablo 2 gives players the opportunity to select a character class with a leveling system and manage equipment and skills, uh, but all of the gameplay takes place in real time. Players can choose to control a variety of character classes, including the Amazon, Barbarian, Necromancer, Sorceress, or Paladin. As well, Diablo 2 can be played online via LAN or Blizzard's online service Battle.net, and groups of players can team up to play the game cooperatively. Released summer 2000 on Windows and classic Mac OS, Diablo 2 was widely praised. The game sold 1 million copies after its first two weeks, and by 2010, 11 million players were still playing the game. Diablo 2 was followed by Diablo 3 in 2012, and in 2021 is slated to receive a remaster called Diablo 2 Resurrected. Nick, I understand this is one of your favorite games. Uh, thank you for so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, I, I played so much. I mean, when I think about the, the number of hours I've put into any one game, Diablo 2 up there with, the, with if you want to consider Civilization as a franchise, I think if you want to consider it an individual game, I think it's Diablo 2. I think that's the game I put the most hours into, uh, partly because of when it hit me. And, you know, I'm old enough where Diablo 2, and in particular Diablo 2, the Lord of, of Destruction expansion, uh, which came out in 2001, were like right in that sweet spot when I was in college and not in the dorms. I was in my own apartment with a roommate who was also an avid gamer, mm. and we were both playing the shit out of Diablo 2, Lord of Destruction, uh, as both online and, and in single player. And uh, uh, it's... a uh, I mean, I just, like, I, it's such a well-balanced, like, well-designed game. It's just constant rewards. It's the first game that really got me into the idea of a character build, mm-hmm. like, like as a concept in terms of, you know, it's the first time I remember just, just strategizing about, like, how do I want to build my character and looking up builds online and figuring out all the different, like, oh, I'll be a, a, a hammer den or, or a, a, you know, a... Uh, what was the poison? I think it was poison dagger necromancer. You know, you could try out all these different sort of ways of playing the same sort of character uh, uh, classes. But I, I overall just like really just love the gameplay, the aesthetic, and uh, the music. It's just so so fucking good. I, I don't know. I mean, I. I, I really like Blizzard games in general. I think they're just like really, really well well executed designs. And I think as much as I, I did really like Diablo three, 
But Diablo 2 is, like, I think widely considered the high point of the franchise with good reason. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that, although I have limited experience. I have to be honest, I hadn't actually played this game before. You said you wanted to do it. Neither had Tyler. Um, I loved it so much. Wow. (laughs) I think... So, StarCraft is a game I have a lot of history with. I think it might be my first video game playing when I was three or four at my friend's house. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) And uh, way too young to play it. It's super dark and bloody. Uh, And this kind of is too, but there's a fantasy element that I think maybe I would have forgiven as a kid a little bit more uh, where I was in love with and traumatized by StarCraft at the same time. (laughs) Um, Right. But Diablo... I, I got to experience it, I feel like, the way it was meant to be played, where you can still go on Battle.net and play with people. And I got some friends together. Tyler was there. We went on Twitch, and we played as a party. And it was well, I so watched. Much... <laughs> he did. He watched you and play. <laughs> I did. This is how, like, I'd never played it. I didn't know you could play with friends. Like, that's <laughs> wow. how. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not set up my stuff. But it was great, and it was such a blast to play and just, you know, riff and chat, um, and I they carried me so hard. But afterwards, I went back and played, and I was really digging the Paladin. Uh, what was your favorite yes. class? Paladin, 100%. I, I really like tanky characters because I like kind of having a, a little bit of a margin for error. Um as someone who can sometimes be a little klutzy when it comes to super twitchy gameplay. And then, uh, uh, and also I just like, I really liked using the auras. I really like that, that, that there's a bunch of different ways to play the paladin. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like I really, I, I was a big paladin guy. That was my number one. After that, I really liked the, the barbarian, another sort of melee character. Uh, although the the paladin had some ranged attacks, and then the sorceress was the other one that I play that I that I did the most runs. And and if we're talking about the Lord of Destruction expansion, uh, they introduced the two new classes: the assassin and the druid. And the druid had a the druid both could be played as a uh, as like just a spellcaster, but also could be played as a shapeshifter that turns into melee. You could be a werebear or a werewolf. Whoa. And I I really like playing the druid as well. That's so cool. Um... Yeah. Now, Tyler, I know you have a specific complaint about this game. <laughs> oh, I'm wondering what you so, played as, and then go ahead. Sure, I I played as a necromancer, yeah, because um, I was told that if I was going to play it by myself, that that might be the best one to to you know to start out with if I hadn't played it before. Um, I I'm not a huge PC gamer, or like I I mm-hmm. really hadn't played. I've only played like two com- like games on a laptop or a, a computer before this, and they were uh, Sim Safari <laughs> and Roller Coaster Tycoon. Ooh. So I was not used to it this much clicking. Yes, um, and I was uh, I was just clicking away, and I was like, "This is this is too much for me." Maybe, <laughs> but did you have a mouse or using a touchpad? Um, I was using a mouse. Oh, okay. Um, so it was like I did get used to it. I like, um, I went, I th- I went through as much as I, as much as I could. Like, right. I, I got through a dungeon, like a or a cave, right? 
Am I right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> early on, I think the there's there's a like your your starter quest. You're going. Yeah. You're you're going in the other dungeons or caves in that first sort of forest mm-hmm. area outside the 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 main city. Is it? Wait. So you you're playing necromancer. Mm-hmm. So you get to so did did you get to summon like a like a flesh golem or uh, you know any uh, any zombies to help you? Today I looked up how to use magic because I didn't know how to use magic and apparently was just right click and I had some stuff and I just oh, wasn't wow. using it for a while. So Oh, so you were using a spellcasting character and just trying to like kind of bash your way through everything. Yeah, that's yeah. a hydrogram. I I you know, I mean I'm interested that people would steer you towards a necromancer. I guess part of part of the reason is because you can have like a bunch of like, you know, skeletons around you or whatever mm-hmm. and they can kind of absorb some of the damage that will come from all the enemies, but it is a little bit of a more complicated class to play in my memory. Okay. Yeah. Because you well, have to manage like your you have to like raise characters, you have to summon characters, and then you also have to control your own guy. It's it's yeah, it's a little complicated. Okay. Yeah, when I did but I, Barbarian look cool. Uh, I'm sorry. Barbarian is cool. Yeah. Uh I like raising an army of skeletons as necromancer and just kinda letting them go fight while I stand in a corner. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. I, I will um I, I I completely get that that because this one is I think the main criticism is you're not directly direct controlling your character you're clicking to move you're clicking mm-hmm. where they have they they're going so it's kind of like an action game but also it kind of has the interface of like a real time strategy game mm-hmm. if you want a, a direct control version of it I play the console Diablo three mm-hmm. I think that's like the most accessible version of this sort of thing and honestly I think the console version is better because you can dodge with the right stick you can roll and that that's a huge thing for you know just having that added layer of mobility wow. but I also think it's more fun to just move your character around with the analog stick versus clicking where they go yes I think I'd like that mm-hmm. is that for yeah. do they have one for switch now yeah they have Diablo three I think for pretty much everything these days okay I might have to pick yeah. that up Again, this is yeah. I had I had never played this before. My only other experience with this game was I split a room with a guy named Dirty Joe. Hell yeah! Uh, he would he he got rid of all of his possessions except for his PC and a dog bed, um, and he would play till like seven in the morning with just me wow. sleeping on a pretty nice futon for the time. Was he? Using the dog bed for himself. Yes. Yes, that's what he said. <laughs> wow. Mm. Shout out, Dirty um, Joe. Good guy. Yeah, sounds like it. I I, uh, I mean, I definitely definitely see the... I, I have thought there have been times, especially when I was single, I've been like, man, I all I really need is like something to play games on and a place to sit and a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like I could have a microwave, a computer, and a Switch... And I'd be set for life, um, but it's you know it's that's that has its own downsides. I I, I really I I don't know. I mean I, I I'm 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 proud of both of you guys for giving a go with for literally a 20 year old game. Yeah. Um and 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 trying to to see. I'm glad to hear that it holds up even a little bit uh, for one of you. But yeah, I I think that it has. I'm really interested in the direction they're going to take with this remaster. Um. I mean, just the graphical upgrade will be one thing, but I wonder if they'll make any balance tweaks. I wonder if the if it will just be the exact vanilla, you know, Diablo two that we got when it was first released. I, I'm not. I haven't read the details of whether or not the the expansion will be a part of it. I imagine it will mm-hmm. be, but I also wonder if they'll throw in direct control because if it's going to be on consoles, I think you kind of have to, and that would be a big game changer in terms of making this game, 
you know, more playable for a bunch of people who aren't used to it. Yeah, learning the game aside, which was hard, uh, I played mm-hmm. with my buddy Connor. He was sort of my guide through it, and he has been replaying it on his own, playing Lord of Destruction and playing vanilla with me. We had to like set up a new multiplayer lobby because that's it wasn't exactly cross compatible with the expansion. And then we were playing, mm. and he was like, "Man." it actually is easier with Lord of Destruction. It sounds like there were some kind of balance tweaks, so there weren't quite as many enemies because we would just get swarmed. It was so hard. So Yeah, they, they definitely made it a little bit, uh, you know, I, I, I don't remember exactly what they did balance-wise, but they def- it's definitely a little bit easier. And then and there's also some, I think there were a bunch of tweaks to how resistances worked because a, a big way you would just get absolutely shit-housed in Diablo 2 is just elemental damage. Poison. Um, so they gave you some more things like they, they introduced runes and then some of the runes were like, be- like you could socket a rune into an item and that would uh, that would up your elemental resistances, and that was huge for survivability. Uh, I I think yeah that that's a that was a big part of the that's the challenge of this game because you could get overwhelmed, you could be under leveled for an area, and then also it was one of it's one of those games where when you die you have to retrieve your corpse. Yes, which is you know always a design element of just like your. I literally the the, the my first single player playthrough. In Diablo 2, I had to abandon because I died on the Act 2 boss, oh. and my corpse was in the room with the Act 2 boss, and so and anytime I tried to retrieve it, I'd just get killed again. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to lose all my shit, or I, at this point, I might as well just, just roll a new character. So that's what I ended up doing. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, well, I'm curious. Uh, you love the gameplay. What were your thoughts on the lore of the games? Was that ever a part of your interest? Yeah, I mean, I never read any of the novels or anything, uh, but I do, I, I like this, the story is kind of threadbare, mm-hmm. but I like it, I really like the world, this, like, aesthetically, like, I think Blizzard's art is really, really cool across all their, 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 uh, uh, fucking games, and, no, I was searching so hard for the word games there, <laughs> so my brain would not find it on a video game-themed podcast. <laughs> The word games is on uh, Nick's background. (laughs) I couldn't even, I couldn't find it. Uh, But it's, yeah, I I think the, I think it's, I think it's cool enough. I don't know. It's, it's kind of broad and and corny in some ways, but I, I, and, and a little edgelord, but I think it's cool. I do feel like older Blizzard entries had this grit to them that I liked where it's a little dark, like it's creepy and eerie. Um, my buddy Mikey, who played with us, he pointed out that the blacksmith Griswold you fight in early Diablo 2 is the blacksmith from the first game who's been turned into yes. a monster. I love that stuff. Yeah, that's great. There's also these cutscenes throughout where the narrator of the game, Marius Marius is his name, and he's played by Frank Gorshin, who was the Riddler in the 1966 Batman show. Wow. <laughs> And he's following this evil character called the Dark Wanderer. And um, I hadn't played the first one. I barely knew anything about it. So I started doing research. Who's this Dark Wanderer? And I found a a Google entry um, that helped me a little bit. Let's see. I don't know if you guys can see this this one. Yeah, I can see this. I'm going to read what that says, Nick. Uh. Darkwanderer.net. Okay, darkwander.net. Uh, Nick has shared the Google search results. 
the Dark Wanderer Cuckold and Slut Wife Story Archive. Yeah, that's the second result when you look up Dark Mm. Wanderer. So I went in there and got a lot of good stuff. I, I really love the lore of this game. Nick? Is there a reason? Is there overlap between the cuckold and slut wife communities, or are they kind of like at war? Yeah, I think that just like there's angels and demons at war in Diablo (laughs) too. Like the so are the cuckolds and the slut wives. An eternal battle. (laughs) And was there a reason you wanted Nick to read it instead of me? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, I didn't want to make my co-host feel uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that really cracked me up. Just why that name? I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> there's basically no. There's not a lot of story in Diablo two. I mean, you're you're playing a, a user created character and who's not really the center of the narrative. Mm-hmm. Like you're going through and you're killing all these uh, these evils, but. The 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 cutscenes that you're seeing between each act involve char- involve characters who are not your player character. It's it's basically the narrator and the dark wanderer and the dark wanderer turns out to ultimately be either Diablo or Bale. I don't really remember. Um, he he turns out to be one of the these demons that you're pursuing. But it's also like a thing like like Blizzard games have these at, at least used to have these amazing pre-rendered cut cinematics oh, yeah. that just look incredible. They're just like they they look as good as you know like a, a CG movie of the, of the era. But being the nature of this game that you're replaying over and over again is you you see them once on your first playthrough and then you're just skipping them the rest of the time. You're not even really paying attention to the story. They are not story continuation cutscenes. And StarCrafts weren't always either, but it's not like you beat the boss and then you see exactly what happened. I think that happens at the very end, but a lot of it is you're seeing a narrator who is not a physical presence in the game at all. Um, And then there are two hooded characters he talks to who are different people. I had to look that up. Uh, Mm, It it is, he thinks he's talking to the Archangel Tyrael and turns out to be the demon Baal. Right. But in the flashback cutscenes, he's following this dark wanderer who is actually um, your player character from the first game. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Yeah, because at the end of the first game, you like find a crystal or something and have to put it in your own forehead to keep it from escaping into the world. Yes. Something like that. However, it corrupts him and he ends up yeah. becoming Diablo. Right. Or her. Uh <laughs> classic cuckold. thank you yeah <laughs> um well nick did you have any other thoughts on this game anything you wanted to share from your experience i, I mean it was just it, it was just super fun to play I, I i guess the one thing that we haven't touched on is they had there was this uh the cow level which was kind of like you could you could it was a secret in the game but also was at least in vanilla diablo 2 was the 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 the, had the most experience of any dungeon and um uh you'd go there and a bunch of cows would be fighting you with pitchforks (laughs) and so a lot of playing the diablo 2 before the expansion was just replaying the secret cow level over and over again um to, to 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 go on runs for experience and loot um and uh yeah, I mean, it was uh, it is kind of one of those tongue in cheek things. I think that Blizzard t- throws in there on occasion. Yeah, sounds like Sim Safari to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nick, it sounds like you're a fan of Diablo two. 
but have you ever been inside Diablo 2? I mean, I cannot. No, of course not. That's that's a, a ridiculous question. Well, It'd be impossible. Uh, maybe you should check out that package next to you. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Go ahead and open this up. He's opening. All right. Well, it's a lot of wrapping paper here. Did you did you like do like three layers of wrapping paper? Yeah, too much. Yeah, it's just a little too much. Let me okay. try to. Just, I mean, it's just kind of more, just kind of wasteful than anything. Um, <clears throat> like it feels like a prank where I'm just going to keep unwrapping more and more paper, and then there'll be a box with a smaller box inside that'll also be wrapped three times. I'm hoping that's not what's going to happen. Well, keep, but I, I think I got, I, I got all this wrapping paper off. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Inside, it's a reactivator. Oh wow! Look at that. Yeah, and you can keep that after the record. It's a little reactivator and if you plug it in to however you like to play Diablo 2 we can all travel inside the game together uh this is incredible well I mean I got my I'm you know I'm using my gaming PC for this uh this zoom call so I'll just go ahead and plug the reactivator into this wait what's the specs (laughs) uh yeah you know we got like a uh let me let me bring it up here um this is like a, a an Intel um, Pentium. Okay. So uh, this is like from this is like an I my gaming rig's from like 1996. Uh, okay, let's try yeah. it. Let's try it. Okay, we'll try it. Doesn't have a USB port, but uh, I'll just uh, you know I'll just kind of toss it. I'll just open up the case and I'll just kind of toss it in there. Hopefully, it'll just kind of interface with something. That's worked for other games. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Archangel Tyrael, he took me to his bedroom. Let me just keep clicking. <laughs> you cannot skip this cutscene. Well, I'm sick of the clicking as it is. So if you could just uh, if you could just keep just hurry up, just just get through the thing. I, I would like to just get to slashing if that's okay. He took me to his bedroom, and a violent. Outbreak occurred. (laughs) He had me hide in the closet. Watch through the slats in the window pane. Can I use magic on you? I did. I am a necromancer. Would that work? Would that do anything to you? You can use magic to communicate with me, but these are pre-rendered dialogue bits. (laughs) All right. Well, I just learned how to use it, so... Ding dong! Oh, shit. (laughs) Ding dong! Someone's home. I guess I'll (laughs) let them in. Hello? Hey, hurry hurry and do that, please. Hey, how's it going? Someone order a foot-long sub? Yes, I... I did. Well, I've been instructed to tell you I did. Now, why don't you eat mm. that on the bed, and I'll go back to the closet. What the okay. hell? Okay. Wait, you want me to eat the sandwich? <laughs> yes. Well, there may be someone joining you. I'll be watching. Uh, okay. I'll, I I mean, look, I, look you, 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 you tip 25% of the app. I'll go ahead and eat on your bed, because thank you. That was a nice tip. So, Don't uh, use any napkins. 
okay i i'll, I'll try just to be not make a mess i don't want to get get your sheet get any of this uh chipotle sauce on your sheets oh there will be a mess. um oh boy i cannot skip this at all can i <laughs> honey i'm home oh the door's open is your oh I'm sorry I should be is, is your wife home I should get out of here this is gonna be weird no it's fine the dark wanderer wants this do you want to I mean can you just give her a heads up that someone's here so I don't scare her she doesn't like mace me or something I think you'll be the one giving her a heads up <laughs> oh hey honey uh I, wait you're not my honey who's this door dasher Hi, hey, I'm here delivering some Quiznos uh, to your husband, and he said he wanted me to sit on your bed and eat it. I'm, I know this is weird. Please, I promise this isn't like I'm not a creep. I'm just doing a job I was paid for. You still can't skip the cutscene. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll take off my pants. Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, this is whoa. You don't have to do that. Um, look, why? Why don't you keep your pants on? Why don't you just sit next to me and we can share the sandwich? All right. Yes. Good. Ding dong. It's me, Ronald. <laughs> is Reagan here? Oh, President Reagan. I'm everywhere. Come on in, wow. sir. I I I thought you were dead. I live on forever in all types of media. Oh, okay. Well, you are one of our greatest Americans, so it is an honor to have you in my presence, sir. You must salute to skip the cutscene. <laughs> I have to salute to salute skip your the monitor now. <laughs> We've activated uh, <clears throat> your webcam. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I guess I'm saluting Reagan. <laughs> Very good. All right, the scene can continue. <laughs> I'll, uh, President, uh, Mr. President, I'm just sitting here and eating a sandwich with this uh, guy's wife. Look, I, this is maybe forward, but it'd be an honor if you joined us. What's your name? My name? Yes. Oh, I'm nobody special. My name is just Barack Obama. Wow. Just an ordinary sandwich delivery guy. <laughs> well, Mr. Sure, Obama. I have dreams of going somewhere someday, but, I mean, what are the chances of those coming true? What are the chances of me being like you? In 1996, not likely. As for me, yeah. I'm the president's wife. Miss. Wow, the current president's <laughs> wife, uh -huh. Hillary Clinton? That's right. <laughs> Wait a minute, does that mean the Dark Wanderer is Bill? I'm just playing saxophone in the closet now. <laughs> oh my god. Look, I feel weird about this whole situation. Uh, uh, president Reagan, I think you are probably you... more e equipped to take care of this whatever this uh, man's weird desires are anyway. So I, I feel weird being in the company of presidents as mere citizen Barack Obama. So I, I think I should probably uh, take my leave. Sit down, young man. That's an order. Hmm, he's being yes, a little sir. commanding. That doesn't have cuckold energy. 
Oh, do you want me to restart? <laughs> yes, we must restart the cutscene. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, this game is... <laughs> we cut to the cow level. Why are we holding pitchfork? Yeah, what's going on? What's with the pitchforks? Are we supposed to, I mean... Because we don't have opposable thumbs this is i'm just sort of holding it in my shoulder yeah i kind of got mine propped between my hooves Mm -hmm. uh but it's i can't wield this with any degree of proficiency and i guess we're just guarding the loot yeah i guess we're just guarding the loot hey when did you start to be able to speak and understand english that happened suddenly for me right uh i think i yeah suddenly for me as well i think i got hexed by a necromancer Oh, a necromancer. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <clears throat> uh, well, and now I feel—I just feel like we are duty bound to defend this loot with you know the farm equipment that we have on hand. But we are just simple farm creatures after all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, great! Here comes a damn barbarian. <laughs> oh man! Oh, this guy's gonna fucking destroy us! Jesus Christ! Ooh, hey, cow level, I'm back again, hey, hey cows. Ah, hey, hi, what's up? Uh, look, guys, normally I come in here, wail on you with my club, take your loot, get out, but, I don't know, it doesn't feel quite right today. Okay. Why is that? Even though you had pitchforks before, um, didn't seem like you had much level of consciousness and you're really starting to have some deep thoughts here yeah i guess i've realized that we're in a cycle of um death and rebirth that kind of is existentially you know raises a lot of questions uh how about you you having the same thoughts yeah i'm having about this yeah similar thought I'm bashing you. I'm bashing you. What is this level? What are you doing? It doesn't feel right. I. <sighs> Could you just go back to the way things used to be, please? You mean you mean before this was a dungeon when this was just a normal farmstead? Yeah, yeah. Just go back. We'll have you be cows. Uh, you can keep the pitchforks. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to go out. I'm going to come right back in, okay? Okay, got it. Okay, no problem. (laughs) This is good. All right. Let me get my club polished. (laughs) And... Bonk. We zoom all the way out to the player. All right, I'm going to my dog bed. This game sucks. Nick Weiger, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, check out the Reactivator. Uh, If you are a fan of a particular video game and have ever wanted to inhabit that world, uh, give it a shot. You know, it's kind of a 
a revolutionary technology and it will really be an eye-opening experience i think you know you might end up in your game that you know for swords and sorcery uh, and witchcraft and instead you're in a uh weird porno scenario involving uh, multiple american presidents so yeah. you know just check it out yeah we're working on getting them out to mass market so far we've had just enough for our guests and we haven't uh, copyrighted this IP, um, but we'll get to it. Oh, you got to copyright it. Musk is going to steal this shit. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Tyler, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Shep69 on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Big shout out to uh, past guest Aaron Smith and her uh, husband Tanner who walked me through how to set up Diablo 2 on my computer, wow. let me use their Blizzard account. So big shout out to them. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Costanza. And as always, there will be a companion stream for this show on Twitch at Nick Costanza every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also follow our podcast at Reactivators on Twitter and Instagram. Special shout out to our producer, Lindsay Deming, for making this show slap. Uh, Nick, did you have any real plugs? <laughs> Check out Doughboys and How Did This Get Played, the podcast about chain restaurants and the podcast where we play the worst and weirdest video games, respectively. Awesome. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure to have you. Yes. This has been another episode of Reactivators. See you next time. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.